0: Welcome to Tearsheet's Deep Dive podcast. I'm host Zach Miller. With me is Sarah Todd stubb joining me to talk about a story she's recently written. Thank you for joining us, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So this is about um, the challenge of not only acquiring new customers, but keeping them engaged in fintech apps. This, this seems to be a pretty wide and recurrent problem, right?
1: Um, yeah so although the various studies say that that FinTech or financial apps are pretty popular with users um, I think there was a recent study that came out from lean plume and liftoff and that showed that um, that financial apps were actually in third place as far as how much time people spend on these apps coming in third place behind social media and weather apps so which people looks like- are checking Mm-hmm. yeah it looks great people that, that have the apps um are checking them a lot. They are opening them a lot um but at the same time, you know competition in this sphere has has increased a lot, and there are a lot of apps out there and um their data was also showing that that user that user retention sort of drops off um out of the people that download the app after just 3 months it's dropped off to th- to about 3.4% that actually keep the app and and use it on a regular basis and that's a bit lower than than apps in general i think the overall retention rate at 90 days for you know all kinds of apps is about 5% or perhaps a little lower so so yeah that's one thing they're struggling with is um is maintaining maintaining the users and 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 the users that they get
0: so I mean these companies this is, this is a huge drop off in the sense that you know they spend time, money and energy trying to acquire these customers, and then after yes. ninety days, only five percent are still engaged. I mean that's whoa
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a challenge for them, and the costs of um, acquiring and keeping the customers have also have also increased um in the last couple of years as well, like they're spending more money on this on this uh, goal, so yeah.
0: So, this isn't necessarily a marketing challenge. I mean, this seems to me the, the way you're describing it to be like a product challenge how do we how do we get people once they downloaded the app um, to keep using it?
1: right, right that's exactly that's exactly part of it. Um, you know a lot of a lot of apps say I, I talked to some some of the apps and some analysts, and one thing that kept coming up is one way to to keep people using it, and as the apps would say, you know deliver the best service. Is to make those services um, pretty personalized as far as what sort of information and advice and updates they're giving. Um, they want to make that as personalized as possible so that, that you feel like the app is you know, very relevant in your life and, and something you, that you don't want to miss out on.
0: So, so, talk to me about that personalization. How does the app know who you are, I guess? I mean, it has, you know, if you've connected to your bank account, I guess it gets some information about your spending habits. But, um, what about, uh, what, what are they doing, I guess, to, to, to get you to feed it with your personal information?
1: So, so yeah, exactly like you said. So on the one hand, it knows information about you, um, because you connected your bank account. So it can see, you know, where you're spending your money, how much, things like that. Um, and then the investing apps, obviously, if you're using them for investing, they're seeing, you know, where you're putting, where you're putting your money and they can, work with that but um, some of these apps also you know almost all of them want other information they want to know um, you know do, do you have bills that maybe you haven't paid yet that they don't know about um, do you have a loan that they don't know about you know those kinds of things so they need they need customers users to, to feed it information um, so one of the ways that, that they're doing this um, is using the activity feed or the news feed for that um, so I think this idea of an activity or newsfeed on apps became sort of notable several years ago. When Venmo had had the one that um, it was public, you know, where your friends were spending, were spending their money and with whom, and that kind of raised some eyebrows. So while most of these feeds are not are not public, they're private for you, but they use them as a way to sort of um, to sort of get you to to give them more information. For example, an app called Credit Karma, which started out as a way to give free credit scores, and reports. Um, they re- recently launched a feature called Stories, which is like a news feed or activity feed. And But what comes up on it are little pieces of advice, such as, you know, now may be a good time to shop for, for new car insurance. And why do they give that advice to that person at that time? Well, it's because They've um, figured out that that person's credit score has improved, which um, is taken into account when you apply for some kinds of insurance. So it might be a good time because your credit score has gone up to, you know, redo, redo your insurance to get a better deal. Um, But at the same time, they also, they also need, need your information. So they use this feed for that too. You know, they, the little questions will pop up asking you know have you paid off your credit card balance this month or do you have any you know big expenses coming up and then you can simply answer those questions by 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 tapping like yes or no or answering you know a couple of words just like the way you would spend two seconds to comment on someone's post on facebook or like a post on on any sort of social media so they're making it um you know very bite-sized as the um one of the directors of product there told me, you know, instead of sending you an email with a form to fill out about, you know, what did you do this month financially, they're sending out little questions at a time just integrated with the app that you open it, you see the question. did you pay your bill, you click yes or no, and it doesn't feel overwhelming. But at the same time, that's the, a way the app is pulling more information out of its users so that it could then put that into its algorithms and deliver the users, you know, more relevant advice for their financial life. Interesting. I never thought about it. I always
0: thought that those news feeds were more just, um, you know, sort of push. I, I didn't realize they were actually gaining information about me as well. Um, well yeah, I, I think
1: that's something that's increasing. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but um, you mentioned yeah. the word before, like kind of gaming or gamifying. Is that, is that part of like really finding a way to get users to engage in, in sort of that push and pull, like that, that, um, that these new f- news feeds sort of engender?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, because it's something that makes it easy. And some people will say that maybe it sometimes gets um, a bit addictive. Um, you know, there's an app out there called, called um, status money that actually allows you to compare your spending to those similar backgrounds and similar incomes. It doesn't actually show, you know, real names or identities. Um And in in that case, yeah, people are divulging information about their, about their spending habits and their financial lives and then using, you know, they can, they can look, they can see what other people are doing and it kind of makes it like a contest um, as the CEO said that money's inherently competitive. So when you see that someone with the same income and same expenses as you is, you know, saving more or whatever, that may motivate you to do it. Um, And, you know, there's all sorts of things like, um, that, that this app and others gives out sort of like virtual badges, um, that you can then save up and cash in for money. So, so yeah. So, so do you see,
0: um, in your sort of survey, as you spoke to apps and, and, and the people developing them, like that content really plays a role in, in getting, um, users engaged, meaning people are looking for more than just to do a transaction, there, there's, there's all kinds of like consumption of different types of content going on?
1: Right, right. I think we've seen sort of a real convergence of that. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of financial news content online and for years you've been able to personalize that a bit with like Yahoo Finance. You can, you know, get alerts for certain certain companies or certain stocks that you want to follow. Um, but we saw recently the investing platform Robinhood. Um, you know, they recent they recently announced a, they recently launched a new service where they are um, person You know, instead of using Yahoo Finance, you can go through their app to see news linked to your to your investments and, and to companies that you're interested in investing in or that you are invested in. Um, you know, and again, you're doing that all through the app rather than going to, to outside sources so they know what you're looking at. And it's also a way to get you to yeah, to spend more time on that app and, and really you know, do everything on that app rather than you know, go to another app or another website to um, read financial news, for example. So that
0: aggregation thing is interesting, I guess. Um, and it's interesting that they're bringing in third-party sources. Do you see that as well? Do you see a lot of these apps um, looking outside themselves and partnering with other companies, I guess, to fill in, um, I guess, sort of the value for the, for their end users?
1: Yeah, yeah. We saw that recently. Um, I think this is an example of what you're talking about. Um, Venmo recently announced some... Um, uh, uh, program that something that something new that they're trying with a couple of big brands, including Chipotle, the, the food restaurant, and PepsiCo. And ba- basically, they are allowing these they've developed a platform where these brands can, you know, sometimes can give their loyalty rewards, you know, maybe a dollar off or cash back or whatever, they're, they can actually send those to users um, through Venmo rather than, you know, mailing you a guest certificate in the mail or, or you know, another method. So, so, again, this is a way that Venmo is expanding the circumstances in which people can use its app, and therefore, they're also learning more about the users and, and their habits.
0: So, I mean, I, this is, not, I know you didn't write this in your article, but um, do you see these financial apps, I guess, Expanding sort of beyond just being a financial app where where I go just to to transact, but really sort of becoming sort of a maybe like a lifestyle app, I guess
1: right no, I think you I think it's very fair to say that um because it's not just a place where you go to transfer money or to check a balance. it's a place where you may also go for advice, you may also go to find you know bargains and deals at some of your your favorite places um, yeah, it's become. It, it's become much more than that. And something that's also interesting is some of these apps that started out as an investment app. Um, I think Stash is an example of this. It started out as sort of a micro investing platform, but now it offers a debit card and it's effectively, you know, become a banking. You know, it's a, it's it's an app which you can use to to spend money, to save money, to transfer money. So it's kind of become like a checking account also. And this is actually, you know, sort of the core of its platform now, as its CMO told me. And it didn't start out that way. It started out as an investment app. So, so yeah, we're seeing apps, you know, getting into various different areas of your financial life. And at the same time, also bringing in other, you know, not strictly banking or financial aspects, but more, yeah, lifestyle or consumer habits.
0: Sarah, as always, a pleasure talking to you.
1: Okay, thank you, you too.